Hello, welcome to my podcast. My name is Tommy Rotimi. You already know who I am. And if you don't know, I run a fashion label here in Nigeria called Exclamations. I've been running this brand for the past 17 years, so I think I know a thing or two. Today's podcast is still all about how to prepare for the upcoming peak period. Um, first of all, um, I want to talk to some of my fashion entrepreneurs about the month of September. September in general is a slow month. It's an off-peak month for us in fashion, particularly Nigeria. I don't know how it is in other parts of the world, but in Nigeria, it is a slow month. And the reason is because, I guess, depending on your demography that you are targeting, you know, people have gone for the holidays, um, they're coming back from holiday, um, children are going back to school, you know, people are focused on paying school fees. And in general, people are just trying to get back into their regular routines. Um, So it, it could generally be a slow month. Now, I need you to understand what slow means to you as a business. Two things you can do during a slow month is one, be creative about your sales. So if you want to do a promo, if you want to increase your ad spend, you know, if you want to push a little bit harder, be be more creative with your pricing, you can do all of those things to kind of mop up whatever sales you can generate. But the more important thing to do during a slow month is to prepare for your peak period. Now, this is why I think the slow seasons are important. This is what you do with the slow season. The slow season is not a time to gather around with your friends and complain about how people are not spending and how you have bills to pay. And, you know, the month is just not working for you and you're praying and fasting for things to pick up. That's all nice and good. You can do that. But while you're doing that, remember that there's the slow seasons is really for you to, you know, get off the, the go, 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 go of the previous months and get into um, preparing. So understanding what worked in the previous collections or in the previous months, um, the summer season is a peak period for us. So what did you learn there about your customer's behavior and about your brand and about what's working in terms of your collection? And how can you use that information in your peak periods? So peak periods, you know, will generally all at least sales should generally pick up towards the end of September. So how have you prepared for that? So it's very important that we understand what the slow season is because I've had a lot of people call me and say to me that, oh, September is really slow. They're worried. You know, they feel like maybe it's a reflection on the economy and maybe there's a little bit of that. But, you know, honestly, I have never known a September that has been great, (laughs) to be honest. Um, Some Septembers are better than others. Um, But in general, for fashion, September is not a peak period, right? For other industries like schools or businesses that target schools, um, businesses that are outfitting students, for instance, or that focus on products that, um, you know, children need to buy for school, this is their In fact, this is their peak period. This is the season they live for. This is their own December. 
Now, if you go back to those businesses, they don't do very well in December, you know. So every season has its highs and its lows. That's 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 the truth. Um, so that's what I need you to understand about the September. So I don't want you worrying. I think most of what I try to do with this podcast is to eliminate the emotions you know i don't want you worrying and feeling sorry for yourself and because to be honest a lot of people don't share their experiences you know you are kind of like in this your little corner wondering if you're doing something wrong and you have not gone to look at your data or your historicals to find out you know how things worked the year before you know so maybe you should do that as well so in september i don't worry i spend a lot of my septembers in my factory um designing and creating strategy you know so i quite look forward to september because i get some of my best ideas in september you know so that's what i'm doing right now i'm knee deep in the designing process so that really takes me to the crux and the heart of what this podcast is really about you know um i got an email from one of my um listeners so hopefully she's listening right now and she was asking a question about um what product category she should focus on um she you know she was thinking about um starting uh, or introducing um on occasions where line but at the same time she had an interest in like day wear and like everyday everyday pieces and she was kind of confused as to which of these categories she should focus on and she was asking my advice on it and you know that question actually got me thinking because i realized that um a lot of brands that I see have no clear direction. And so when you see their range, you see that they're all over the place. Um, occasion wear, bridal wear, um, day wear. And, you know, they're all over the place. So they are not really known for any one thing. So I actually admire this particular um, person for, you know, considering this an issue. At least knowing that it is important to focus and knowing that it's important to have direction. So I was happy to answer that question for her. So what I'm going to do in this episode is to try and answer that question in detail, you know, for those people who might have the same problem and also hoping that she is listening um, and, you know, can finally get some kind of clarity on this issue. Um, for her business so let's go right into it you want to focus you want to pick a particular product category how do you choose so these are the factors i want you to consider when you're choosing what product category to go with number one your skills your skills all the skills you have access to different product categories you know, might make different de- demands on your skill set. What skills do you have right now or what skills you have access to? This also goes for your tools and your machines and, you know, the, your, the production capacity that you have and, um, you know, the kind of machines you have, the kind of um, talent you have in your team or you have access to. Like, these are practical questions. You know, it's, it's not enough for you to sketch a really nice dinner dress. Um, it's not enough for you to sketch a really nice neat dress or t-shirt dress. 
um, or to be passionate about it. What is important in practical terms is how you can execute and execute in the most professional way that you can. So if you don't have the skills, if you don't have the manpower, you don't have the talent and you don't have the tools to put together this dinner occasion where collection, then you may want to reconsider it. Because what would happen is that you are going to deliver a subpar collection and it's not going to be a collection I'm going to be very proud of. And it's not also going to be a very sustainable collection because you will find that it's more difficult for you to compete and definitely more difficult for you to sustain. So please consider your skills, your tools, you know, as well as um, the talent and capacity that you have. Um, so if you have machines that are more suited for day wear, for cotton, right or that's the kind of access you have in terms of um, the the factory that is working with you or whatever um then you want to go along those lines at least for starters nothing is saying you cannot evolve in future but we're talking about right now because you know we're all about monetizing our business isn't it and our, our gifts so right now you want to consider that so that's my number one and i made that number one because it's the most obvious but because as creatives, you know, we could be very emotional. It may not be so obvious to you, but that's number one. Number two, the gap. The gap. What's the gap in your market? And I say your market because depending on the scale of your business, you might find out that you have a circle of influence. Um, you have a network already. What are their needs? You know. What are their needs? What are the needs that you have noticed amongst your own network or your dem- or your, your target market? Um, I say this because different target markets have different needs, right? And different targets, different networks also have different needs. So if there is a gap, if you are passionate about two different categories, but you can be present enough to do the research, and find out that okay, even though I'm a little bit more, a little bit passionate about day wear, there is kind of like a gap in the market um, that I can take advantage of in occasion wear. It might be bridesmaids' dresses that you notice that okay, you know, a lot of your friends are getting married, um, people in your network are getting married, and they are always looking for say bridesmaid dresses that are nice and trendy that the bridesmaids can still wear after the wedding and not too expensive right um and you kind of have access to this market already and of course you have a capacity or at least you have access to it then you may want to take advantage of that gap there's actually nothing wrong with taking advantage of a gap in the market particularly if it's a network that you have access to that is so important to be able to identify the gap you know so that you are not playing in a you know saturated market you know you know I, you know i usually say that there's no such thing as a saturated market if you are delivering excellence but there is a, such a thing as a very competitive um, category so if you see that there is a gap then i want you to explore what you can bring to the table you know so look at the different um look at the different um needs 
of your target market and see which of the needs are not being met right now and maybe that's the direction you should be going um number three what um unique advantage do you have what unique advantage do you have um i say this because sometimes we ignore our unique advantage you know so if for instance you have access to a supplier who is ready to to you know supply fabric to you you know at a at a decent price you know you have access to a production facility that is able to deliver you know your clothes to you with you know really high standard finishing you know you you have all these advantages you know you even have access to a market maybe due to your own personal contacts right look at your own unique advantage don't ignore your unique advantage you know your unique advantage is the easiest to ignore because you take it for granted you know I, i i hope i'm being clear on this your unique advantage is the easiest to ignore because you take it for granted it might be your unique advantage is your network i mentioned your network before you know you have people within your network who have um you know the who can kind of introduce you to buyers and you know who have you know a ready market for you right look at your unique advantage and deliver based on your unique advantage you know in this business you you need every edge you can get absolutely nothing wrong in taking advantage of any edge you may have you know over your um competitors right um so uh, these are the three i'm going to go by and the final one of course is your passion passion you know passion trumps everything doesn't it what are you really truly deep down very passionate about um you know what can you design in your sleep without overthinking it what do you do easily without pushing too hard what comes naturally to you you know what is relevant even to you in your life i always find that is a good one you know i can't really relate with pieces that uh i can't use and this is just me personally but there are people obviously who can walk past that you know whether or not there are products that are active in their lives they can still go ahead and design for it but you know there are those of us that really want to you know feel um these pieces so think about what you're passionate about what's relevant to you um and what you can do easily without overthinking it if you find that you have to outsource a lot of the process to deliver this product then it may not be what you want to do right away um so think about that that would be my fourth point um my last point would be you know something i had mentioned earlier do not box yourself do not feel like you have to choose one over the other remember that you are in this for the long haul this is a marathon not a sprint so even if you can start with day wear right now you can evolve and do more right in a year's time when you have picked up more skills you have a bit more money you have access to um, skilled manpower or access to more capacity access to the market you know you can definitely introduce other things 
don't feel like if you don't introduce it now, then it will never happen. Always understand that your business is in it for the long haul. What is most important is building a brand, building a dependable, reputable brand that people trust. The moment you can build a dependable, reputable brand that is respected and trusted, honestly, you can slap that brand on anything. And the, you know, the goodwill that you have earned, you know, even in one product category will definitely rub off on anything else you do as long as you still maintain the same standards and the integrity of the brand is intact. You know, so don't put yourself in this box and feel like you have to choose once and for all. No, you can start now and add on later. And if you look at my brand, that's exactly what I've done. I started off with linen tunics and now we have a very wide range of products now, which and we keep expanding, you know, we keep adding on to it um, because we can right we can now after all these years so that's my advice to you so um laulu who was the lady who sent me a message i hope you are listening and you are taking notes and i hope i have answered your question so thank you very much for the question and thank you for the email um so that's it for today that's all we're um, talking about today i really hope this has helped and I really hope that um, you can implement some of the things we have discussed. Um, and just like, you know, Laolo did, I would like you also to send me an email. Um, tell me what else you want me to tackle. Tell me what else is bothering you. Tell me how else I can help you. Um, you can send me an email um, at tommy at tomirotimi.com. Send me an email Tommy at tomirotimi.com and I will reply you and who knows maybe I will be tackling your own question you know at the next podcast um it will be my pleasure to do that thank you for listening um have a very 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 nice Thursday speak to you soon next Thursday bye